Would you pray with me, please? O God of the simple and the common, when we look upon the beautiful image of the Christ child, we're struck by contrast. Our schemes are not visible, our thoughts are not clear, and our motives are often mixed. By this remembrance of your nativity, may we see once more the native goodness of each human life. In the company of this most precious child, may we shed every weight and attain the freshness, the intimacy, and the joy of life. We thank you for this opportunity and pray for open hearts, open minds, open ears. Amen. Do you suppose we can ever really measure up to Christmas? When we think of the meaning of Jesus to generation after generation of believers, or of God making a new entry into earthly life, or a new turn of human history, can we possibly keep this feast adequately? Will all of the lights and color really symbolize for us God's glory penetrating a dark night? Will all of our extra work and preparation contribute to joy, fellowship, peace? Now, without losing ourselves in a sense of futility, we can still praise God through many of the Christmas customs we've inherited. Sometimes music that the Christmas message has inspired will take over our very being much the same way that the heavenly chorus reached into the lives of simple shepherds. Carl Sandburg wrote, and I quote, A baby is God's opinion that life should go on. Never will a time come when the most marvelous recent invention is as marvelous as a newborn baby. End quote. You know, this unusual birth setting and the sidebar events that surround it can lead us to know real joy. The angels have a sense of joy about being able to announce this special birth. The courts of heaven seem delighted to sing the story of this birth. And this contagious sense of joy is then caught by shepherds in the fields who leave their flocks and go and find and see Jesus for themselves. Their joy is then caught by all those who would hear them. And through all of this, we come to find, perhaps, that a sense of real joy cannot be self-induced. It seems that joy is a byproduct of something else, a gracious spin-off, if you will. And in this case, true joy seems to be a direct byproduct of hearing good news. Good news for everyone. Now joy can be a real challenge for us. We know when we don't have it. We don't like the feeling of its absence in our life. We know those times to be tough and we look for it. We seek joy out, but it seems elusive to us. But perhaps tonight can remind us 
that joy is not often found by looking for it. It is often the result of another event. Jesus comes, joy results. Shepherds hear good news and go to see it for themselves. They leave their flocks in the field to go and see Jesus, to know that he was here. Their good news was heard out in the open. It was heard in community. They experienced his presence in community. They told the good news in community in Luke's telling. I think this is important. It also appears that God works with people who are ready to hear good news. You know, perhaps God announced this to the shepherds because they were ready to hear it. Their minds were uncomplicated. They weren't great theologians or scholars. They didn't seem to think of all the reasons that they shouldn't believe. They just believed. And then they said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They didn't say, let's go to Bethlehem and see if it's really true. And it seems so easy in its telling, but it wasn't. When the angels appeared before the shepherds, they were afraid. You may be afraid this Christmas. You may be facing fears about your health or your family or your job, the economy, the senseless violence in our world. But this good news to all people is not just for a privileged few. And the first assurance of the angels was to not be afraid. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and singing. A multitude beyond counting. A heavenly host stretching from horizon to horizon to witness and sing into being this most important, amazing event. And the sign for these shepherds is that they will find the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. Now I think you know instinctively out there that each and every person is important. It is impossible to live even for just a few moments on this earth and not influence somebody in some way or another. We are always influencing someone either for good or ill. And the shepherds who had seen such marvelous sights and heard such marvelous things had to go back to their ordinary lives. And that is true for us each and every year. For hearing the story, making preparations, being involved in celebrations, it all makes this a very special time. But when everything is over, we have to return to our jobs and responsibilities. But those shepherds, they were so full of what had happened in their lives that they could not help but share good news with the people who came in contact with them. And in closing, please, 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 take time to remember who these shepherds were. They were real men, probably crude and tough and dirty, and you probably wouldn't want your sister to date one. The celebrating these guys were doing was not high-minded poetry. It was probably a lot more like the whooping and hollering of the dog pound when and if the Browns ever win a game. It was a working man's joy, brought out as a byproduct of good news.
You know, the shepherds had learned that they were important to God. And they had learned that they could come to know Jesus in person. They could know him personally. And they had learned that God has tremendous good news for all who believe. And they had learned that when God delivers good news, it was up to them to respond. And they had learned that good news wasn't to be kept to yourself. You have got to share it. And on this night of nights, all of this is good news of great joy for all the people. Amen.